Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Shalom. I'm glad you are here with us today at NBC Church Online. I hope you and your family are well and healthy. If by any chance that you or your family members are struggling to meet your basic needs and because of the circumstances, please do let us know so we can pray for you, uh, so we can assist you in any way we can. This is the month of July and uh, this is the first Sunday of the month. Uh, We will be having our communion today uh, right after the sermons. So please uh, prepare your heart and prepare your communion element, the bread and the wine if you you wish to join us uh, together right after the uh, sermon. This month we will be sharing with you about visions. And uh, to be exact, the topic of our sermon this month is uh, vision revisited. In the physical world, when we talk about uh, vision, we talk about our ability to see. Uh, you might heard the terms uh, 2020, it refers to a perfect eyesight. In the Bible, uh, vision often refers to uh, people encounter with God. Uh, when God showed them something, revealed uh, something to them, whether through dreams or, or through visions, uh, uh, we call them vision. Uh, vision uh, also refers to uh, the pictures that we have in our mind in regard to our future things that we want to achieve in the future, how life's our, our life's going to be, how our, our family is going to be, and how our business, our career is going to be, and how the ministry is going to be. So we're talking about that kind of visions. And the title of my sermon today is uh, Life After COVID-19. How long this COVID-19 is going to last, uh, no one knows the answer. And we could be living with this virus among us for foreseeable future. Uh, when we talk about COVID, uh, life after COVID-19, we talk about what our life is going to be uh, after this pandemic is over, what our future is going to be look like when we uh, arrive uh, at our future. We all know how much the pain and struggle this pandemic has brought upon uh, humanity uh, on this earth. Uh, this current crisis that started as a health crisis, but now has Uh, affected in every areas of our lives. Since the news about this COVID-19 in China at the end of the last year, now more than 11 million people has been uh, infected worldwide and no less than half a million people lost their lives. Recently, WHO uh, has voiced out about the warning uh, that uh, the worst is still yet to come. That means that many more people could be infected, many more people could lose their lives. That's just the health issue. If combined with prolonged economic crisis, high unemployment all over the globe, this could set up a bigger and a most catastrophic crisis ahead of us. Though these negative warnings and predictions come from experts in their field, But I believe that one day we will overcome this. Vaccine will be created. Medicines will be produced for this sickness. And hopefully by the mercy of God, maybe this virus can just go away. 
the question is what would life be after this pandemic is over what do you envision your life after this pandemic and most importantly what do we see ourselves as a church in the future I believe and I would like to encourage uh, all of you to believe with me that a brighter future is ahead of us. I believe the church will shine even brighter. We will continue to preach the good news and we will make disciples for the kingdom of God and we will become a transformative church. In order to achieve all this, in order for us to achieve these visions, a brighter future, a transformative local church that make disciples for Christ, we will have to continue to trust God and hold on to His promises. Just like the Israelites, they successfully possess the promised land because of their trust in their God. Disregard all the things, all the struggle, all the setback that they have encountered. Number one principle that we should follow is that we do not give up in the face of crisis because there will be victory after defeat. There will be success after failure. If you recall, after God told Joshua to be strong and courageous, Joshua sends two spies to Jericho to spy out the city. When they returned, the two spies gave a great and powerful testimony how God has protected them from the enemy and how scared was the people in Jericho towards them. The testimony has generated a renewed strength and courage for them to cross over the Jordan and to possess the Promised Land. In the book of Joshua chapter 3, the Bible says that Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out and crossed over the Jordan. When they crossed over the Jordan, God did another miracle to reaffirm His promise, to reaffirm His word and His commitment towards them. The Bible records, Now the priest, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, stood firmly on the dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on the dry ground until all the nations finished passing over the Jordan. What a great and wonderful miracles of God. It's just like when they crossed over the Red Sea. God parted the sea for them to cross over the dry land. God did it again when they crossed the Jordan. Come to chapter 6. The Israelites were able to capture the city of Jericho in an unusual way. God told them to march around the city once a day for the six for six days. Then on the seventh day, God asked God told them to march around the city for seven times. When they did that, the Bible says, So the people shouted and the trumpet were blown. As soon as the people heard the sounds of the trumpet, the people shouted a great shout, and the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up in the city into the city, every man straight before him, then they captured the city. What an incredible achievement. The great momentum is with them. If they could capture the city of Jericho, 
There is nothing that can stand on their way for them to conquer the whole promised land. Everything is within their reach. Everything that they have hoped for has become a reality. The promise of God to fight for them become a part of their experience with God. In a moment like this, there are no giants that can not be defeated. There are no cities that are strong, too strong for them to conquer. There is no land too big for them to possess. However, they didn't know that defeat is just around the corner. They will be defeated by a very small and insignificant city called Ai. As a result, the Bible reports that the hearts of the people melted away and become as water. Joshua and the leaders of the nations were not spared either. They mourned, they cried out to God all day long. They were heartbroken. Joshua said to God, O oh Lord God, why have you brought these people over the Jordan at all? To give us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? Would that we had been content to dwell, to dwell beyond the Jordan? O oh Lord, what can I say when the Israel has turned their backs before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all inhabitants of the land will hear of it and will surround us and cut off our name from the earth. And what will you do for, the, for your great name? Joshua, the leaders, and the entire nations was heartbroken. They didn't expect they will be defeated. They didn't expect that such a failure to happen. At that moment, it seems nothing could stop them. But the very next moment, nothing seems possible anymore. Let alone conquer the whole promised land. They couldn't even defeat a very tiny, insignificant city. This situation is very similar to the world's current circumstances. Last year, all over the world, people were expecting a much better and wonderful year of 2020. There were a lot of enthusiasms. For example, the travel industry, Forward Keys, one of the world's leading travel analyst company, predicted a very optimistic figure. Early 2020, before the COVID-19 hits the world, they said, travel in the first quarter of 2020 looks set to be buoyant, with long-haul travel showing notably stronger growth than intra-regional travel. This is encouraging news for the industry as the further people travel, the more they tend to spend. Now people realize that optimistic predictions was totally wrong. Not only that the travel industry has not grown, many airlines and travel industry related were hit badly in this current pandemic. All because of this unseen, unexpected, 
tiny virus COVID-19 that cannot be seen with our own naked eyes. This tiny virus has caused unimaginable damage to the world's industry, uh, travel industry, tourism-related industry, the world economy, and our normalcy. As a result, many people's hearts have melted away. They lose their courage, they lose their hope, and they lose their vision for the future. This time around, like everybody, everyone else, the church is in this world has not been spared either. We have lost our freedoms to meet together, to worship together. We thank God we still can meet and worship online. However, this current uh, arrangements with church online has its own weaknesses too. There will be always uh, distractions at home. There will be some procrastinations. Uh, and even for some believers, this could be a nail on the covens that stop their journey of faith with the Lord. Doubts will set in, hope will stop, and love could dry out. So what could the future hold for us? What would life be after this COVID-19? In the midst of doubts, despair, and discouragement, Joshua cried out to God. And God told Joshua the reason for their defeat because sins in the midst of those people. So he need to deal with it. He need to make corrections. He need to make adjustments before he can conquer the land. Joshua did what God told him to do. Joshua dealt with the sin among the people and they then were able to destroy the city of Ai and continue to conquer the land. So there was a future after the, their defeat. There was a victory after the defeat and the failure. There was hope after their failures. There was hope after their mistakes. Likewise, there is future after COVID-19. There is hope after COVID-19 crisis is over. There is hope after this pain and struggles are over. So do not give up. Do not lose your hope and do not lose your faith. The book of uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, the apostle Paul declared, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. You too, you can do everything, you can bear everything to the strength that God has given to you. Just like the testimony of Helen Keller, an accomplished writer, though herself was blind. One said this, Everyone who wishes to gain true knowledge must climb the hill of difficulty alone. And since there is no royal route to the summit, I must zigzag it in my own way. I slip back many times, I fall, I stand still, I run against the edge of the hidden obstacles. I lose my temper, I find it again and I keep it together. I trust on, I gain little, I feel encouraged. I get more eager and I climb higher and begin to see the widening horizons. Every struggle is a victory. One more effort and I reach the luminous cloud, the blue depths of the skies, the uplands of my desire. Second principle, do not give up because there is life 
of the dead. There is an interesting story recorded in the book of 2 Kings chapter 4 about the prophet Elisa and the Sunamite woman. The Bible says, One day Elisa went on to Sunam, where a wealthy woman lived, who urged him to eat some food. So whenever he passed that way, he would turn in there to eat food. And she said to her husband, Behold now, I know that this is a holy man of God who is continually passing our way. Let us make small room on the rooftop with walls and put there for him a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp, so that whenever he comes to us, he can go in there. One day, the prophet told the woman that she would have a son. And true enough, the woman conceived and she bore a son the following spring. However, years later, the child died and the woman was devastated. She went to see the prophet and in her anguish, she said to the prophet, Did I ask my Lord for a son? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? The prophet went to the house of the woman and he prayed for the child. And cut the story short, the child rose from the dead and he lived again. There is another story uh, that recorded in the Gospel of John chapter 11. The story about Lazarus who was sick and then died and rose again. When Lazarus was sick, the sisters sent message to Jesus to inform him and hoping that Jesus will come and heal Lazarus. They waited for Jesus and finally Jesus did come. But it was too late. Lazarus had died and has been buried for four days. But there is no very late for God's timing. Jesus told them to take away the stone where Lazarus was buried and he called him out from the grave and Lazarus was raised from the dead. Prime Minister Li Shenlong just recently he said COVID-19 is the most severe crisis humanity has faced in a very long time. The pandemic has plunged the world into its deepest recessions since the Great Depressions. Because of this, people's life has been greatly affected. Many people lost their businesses, many people lost their job and their livelihood. Churches have to close down their services. Many ministries have to be put on hold. This is not only the most severe crisis humanity has faced for a very long time, but it is also the most severe crisis the church has ever faced for a very long time. Since my decades of Christian's life, I have never witnessed something like this. Churches closed down all over the world for a very, very long time. Actually, it doesn't really matter how, much, how severe the problem and the crisis is. Jesus has conquered the dead. There is no enemy greater than that. There is no problem greater than that. If Jesus is able to conquer that, there is nothing that can stand in his way. That means there is hope for us. 
that is future after COVID-19. The vision that has died, things that God has put in your heart for the future. God has put vision in our church that seems to have died because of the circumstances, because of the crisis that we are in right now. Jesus is able to rise them again and we're going to have a brighter future, a great future with the Lord because there is nothing that can hinder our God and nothing impossible for our Lord. So continue to believe, continue to trust God. Do not give up in the face of death, in the face of the struggle, in the face of defeat. The third principle, do not give up because there is a brighter future ahead of us. When Jesus died on the cross, everyone thought everything was gone. The kingdom of God, the good news, the vision to save the lost, all seems to be lost. The disciples and other followers, they were heartbroken. They were shocked. Something was so unexpected that Jesus, that they expect to be the king of kings, to rule over the, the land and the whole world, now had died on the cross. They were confused. But when Jesus rose again from dead, and Jesus rose from the dead, hope rose in their hearts once again. And when the Holy Spirit fall upon them, the vision becomes clear again. The future looks bright once again. Likewise, with our current circumstances, now everything seems to be black, seems to be dark. Everything seems to be lost. Everything seems to be very wrong. But do not lose your heart. Do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. There is light at the end of this dark tunnel. With God, we will overcome this. With God, there is nothing impossible. He rose from the dead. He also can revive the visions of our life. We are here not just to get educations. We are here not just to make a living. We are here to build the kingdom of God. We are here to build a church, a transformative church, a transformative church that makes disciples. Now, it doesn't seem to be feasible. It doesn't seem to be possible for us to achieve it. Let alone make disciples. We are not even able to hold a church service like normally. But remember, our God is a God of miracle. He is a miracle worker God. And He is a way maker God. So let's continue to focus Let's focus on God. Let's focus on His promises. Let us use this time to prepare ourselves. Let us use these seasons to make adjustments. And let's turn this crisis into an opportunity to shine even brighter. Let's humble ourselves before God and cry out to God for His interventions. For God to help us. As a conclusion, just like Joshua and the Israelites, we have seen, we have experienced the interventions of God in our midst, the blessings of the Lord in the past. We are facing a great challenges now. But do not lose heart. Let's humble ourselves before God and make any necessary change and adjustment and corrections. If there is sins in our lives, 
let's repent of it. If there is laziness in our lives, let's get up once again. If we fail, let's try again. We might have been defeated once, but we will rise again. We will conquer the promised land, the vision that God has for our church, for our lives, for our families, for our businesses. We'll rise up once again. So do not give up. Just like the Sunamite woman and Lazarus. The son had died, Lazarus had died. But God raised them back to life. Because there is nothing impossible for our God. Our vision might have died because of this pandemic. But God can revive them again. And He will revive them again. And so do not give up. Do not despair. Do not give up of your future. Do not give up on your visions. Yes, Jesus has died. The bright future seems to turn to darkest moment. But when Jesus rose from the dead, the timid and broken-hearted disciples become people who turn this world upside down. They went all over the world to preach the good news and make disciples for Christ. The visions was alive once again. The future of the church brightens again. The hope for the future grows even brighter. Amen. So let's continue to trust God. Do not give up. Do not lose your heart. Do not be discouraged because the visions can come back brighter once again and our future will be brighter than before. Let's be prepared to take communion right now. If you have your bread ready uh, with you, uh, we're going to bow our head and pray. So if you have your wine ready, so we're going to bow our head once again to pray and prepare our heart to receive uh, the communion and then to uh, fellowship with the Lord uh, through the, the blood and the body of Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that you will continue to uh, water the word, the seed of the Lord, uh, word of the Lord in our heart and bless it to become a blessing in our life, to continue to grow. Father, we thank you for this bread, the body of Christ that had been uh, broken for us. Father, we pray that you make us worthy to partake it. What Jesus has done for us 2,000 years ago become part of our life. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's partake this bread together, the body of Christ that has been sacrificed for us. Let's lift up the cup on our right hand right now. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this cup, the blood of Jesus that has been shed for us. Father, we thank you for what Jesus has done for us 2,000 years ago. Our sins has been forgiven. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have given us a new life. We thank you for a bright future. We thank you for new visions in our life. Bless you people and bless us as we partake this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's partake together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your blessing. We thank you for the blood and the body of Christ. We thank you for everything you have done for us. And Father, we pray that right now you bless your people, bless them in every area of their life, protect them from any sickness, protect them from virus, and lift up their heart, lift up their 
their visions of God and continue to bless them abundantly. I pray, oh Father, you open up the gates of heaven and bless them in every areas of their life. Will you please lift up your hand and, and let's, let's uh, receive the blessings of the Lord. May the blessings of our Heavenly Father, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointing and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you from now on and forevermore. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday. Have a great week ahead. If you've been blessed through these sermons, please do share with your friends and your family so they can be blessed too. God bless you. Have a great week ahead. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www. .nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.